Welcome to the FBC Athens podcast, open to explore devotions. The devotion for today, the 11th day in our Lenten journey to the cross, is given by Michael Cleland. It is based on the parable of the laborers in the vineyard, recorded in Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16. It is read today from the New Revised Standard Version, updated edition. Listen to the tune Simple Gifts, played by Addison Acock, and prepare your mind, heart, and spirit to listen for God. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius for the day, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon... And about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received a denarius. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. I am always fascinated by the stories of Jesus that tell us what the kingdom of heaven is like. Perhaps, as we're going through these parables, we may be more comfortable talking about the kingdom of heaven or reign of God. But notice Jesus doesn't say the kingdom of heaven is or is exactly like this. Rather, Jesus says it is like or as. Grammatically, this is known as a simile which is a type of figurative language that describes something by comparing it to something else, with the words like or as. Thus, Jesus never suggests that these parables should be interpreted literally, line by line, precept by precept, 
but rather that we should get the big picture from the story that he tells. So, what is Jesus trying to tell us? In Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 6, as a brief summary of this parable, this is the events that occur. Early in the morning, a landowner, which apparently represents God, hires people to work in his vineyard for the standard daily wage. He hires additional people at 9 a.m., noon, 3 p.m., and 5, telling them he will pay them whatever is right. When the day ends, he pays the ones who labored only a single hour, the standard wage, the same wage he promised to those who started at the beginning of the day. Naturally, those who worked the longest were resentful. Perhaps those that worked the shortest were pinching themselves, not believing their good luck. Some personal examples. First of all, the five o'clock workers. One time a number of years ago, my wage at a company doubled overnight. It went from double, from one paycheck to the next. Well, I was doing a good job, my boss liked me, and I thought, wow, what a raise. But then a month later, the company informed me that they had made a mistake and they had overpaid me and I need to pay back the overage. Of course, I didn't spend it all, did I? Did I? Here's another example reflecting the 6 a.m. workers. Recently, a company I was working for suffered 80% layoffs. The team I worked with, about 30 people, were all released from employment except for one person who was the last hired on the team. Those who were let go were not happy about this at all. What is worse, he got a promotion. But what was even worse beyond that, he also bragged about it on LinkedIn. There was a lot of grumbling with many selective divine words being used by those of the laid-off team, let me tell you. The actions of the landlord make no sense from an economic perspective. One principle we can discern about the kingdom of heaven is that it operates by grace. God is gracious. The social situation in Jesus' day was that small farmers were being forced off their land because of debt they incurred to pay for Roman taxes. Now, this violated the God of Israel's command that land could not be taken away from the people who work it, according to Leviticus chapter 25, verses 8 through 13. But, of course, this was of no concern to the Romans. Consequently, large pools of unemployed men gathered each morning, hoping to be hired for the day. They are the displaced, unemployed, and underemployed workers of their day. What does it mean to be unemployed? What does it mean to be underemployed? Perhaps we want to ask those questions as we reflect on this parable. Those still waiting at 5 o'clock have little chance of earning enough to buy food for their families that day, yet the vineyard owner pays them even a full day's wage. Nothing suggests that those characters in the parable are irresponsible or lazy for having still been there at 5 p.m. More likely, however, the late workers are the unwanted who spend the day waiting to be hired, but don't find success until the day is almost over. In Jesus' time, who would these workers be? Perhaps the weak, the infirm, disabled, or elderly. And yes, as we're thinking about these workers, ageism is a real thing today, although it is covered up by many for other reasons. It happens in the church, the academy, and the corporate world. 
It is an issue of social justice. There are additional targets of discrimination when we think about these things, such as immigrants or those who spend time in prison systems. After all, who wants to employ them? Who are the people around us who, quote, wait all day just to be hired, unquote? Well, they're all around us. They sit beside us in the pew. They live next to us in our neighborhoods. A God who is just, then, is inclined to show special generosity to the poor and the outcast. The kingdom of heaven does not operate according to the rules of society in corporate America. In fact, its rules, if it has any, are completely at odds with our pull-ourselves-up-by-our-own-bootstraps mentality that, although we might deny it in Christian circles, continues to exist. It is God's preference to show uncommon compassion to those who don't have it so good, who have been denied a dignified place in the system. So what specific text in this passage jumps out at me? It is verse 15. It has a shocking reading in the Greek that doesn't get translated well into our English versions. The landowner literally asks the question, Is your eye evil because I am good? Now this is usually translated as, Are you envious because I am generous? Do we get upset or jealous about those who appear to have been granted greater preference? Are my feelings of jealousy or sour grapes representative of a Christ follower? Probably not. In the example I gave about my recent layoff, was my eye evil because a co-worker was allowed to keep his job? Was my eye evil because I'm jealous of those who have held their jobs for years while I endure the roller coaster of the tech sector? Maybe this is a question we can all ask ourselves as we contemplate this verse in this passage. At any rate, Jesus says in conclusion, the first will be last and the last will be first. At least when we're talking about the kingdom of God, entry into God's realm is not based on our work or action, but on God's generosity. Let us pray. O oh God, help me to see that graciousness and egalitarianism are components of your kingdom. Since that is how heaven will be like, help me to prepare for it now by practicing grace and fairness to all. Amen.